Welcome to No Compromises, a peek into the mind of two old web devs who have seen some things. This is Joel. And this is Aaron. Joel, I give you permission to introduce our next topic. Very, very funny, Aaron, because our topic today is roles and permissions, but uh, it also is a, is a nice peek into our dynamic where I just do everything you tell me to do. And so <laughs> <laughs> life is good. So, um, so yeah, one of the core things that I, I'm trying to think of is there's any app we've ever built that doesn't need some sort of user permissions. And I can't think of one other than maybe a hobby project here or there, but needless to say, it's something that is frequently needed in an application. If you're going to have users, you need to have some way of defining what those users can do. And so maybe today we could kick around the tools we use, uh, the strategies we use for that and, and share some tips. Yeah, I think from a high level, when you say, you know, these permissions, what we're really talking about is authorization, right? Mm -hmm. We have we have authentication, which is who is doing this thing or do we not know? And then we have authorization as then that, that entity or that state of being, uh, can they have this ability to do something, whatever that yep. is. Um, and then sometimes we have a context, which is to what can they do this to what, like, can they edit this post or can they just hmm. see posts or whatever? Um, so we're talking really more when we say like, you know, permissions, we're really talking about authorization and then in inside of there, you know, we have Laravel gates and Laravel policies, things like that. Right. But I think we really kind of want to focus today on, uh, roles and permission setups, specifically how, how to really make use of those um, and then what you should be checking for and what are those best practices. You know, if I go to the Laravel docs and I search for roles and permissions, I don't think I'm going to find anything. So what are we, uh, do you, are we going to talk about a specific package? Yeah, yeah. I, this kind of applies to all, you know, any sort of roles and permission system you'd set up. But, right. you know, the the trusted one that we kind of reach for is the, so I think it's actually called Laravel permissions. It's a, right, yeah. it's a, it's a package by Spady or I'm not entirely certain, you know, as a person who has a last name that gets mispronounced very often, <laughs> I just, I just want to say, I'm sorry already for whatever I've done to that name. But uh, you, you've probably heard of, of their uh, company. Yeah. They do a lot of work in the Laravel world. So absolutely, um, that is the package I normally uh, reach for uh, and then start to configure. Okay. Yeah. But like you said, the, even though that's what we use, whether you're rolling your own system or using a different package, like the, the general principles will still apply. Mm -hmm. So I think when we look at those, there's, there's two building blocks. We kind of talk about it. It's, it's roles and permissions. Mm -hmm. So roles are a delicious food that I like to have with my turkey. You butter them? But also, um, <laughs> roles are uh, a type of uh, thing that a, a person can be. So you can be um, an admin. You can be an editor. You can be a salesperson, a support staff, all those different things. Sure. And so it's just really kind of a description. And then when we look at our users, which we can apply this to anything, you could apply it to a company or a fish, whatever you want, but we, we tend to, you know, only focus on users. You apply these roles, you can have, I guess a user could have no roles. Um, they really can't do anything then, um, but uh, they can have one, one to many roles. So a user, you know, might just be an admin, 
but or or they might be you know they might be support staff and they might do some sales for you so maybe they're sales staff and maybe they um, are a tester so they might have a test role or something you know you can have all these different roles attached to a person i'm following you so far and so the other uh maybe i'll i'll jump in and, and contribute a little something here so the yeah. uh the, the other big aspect of this is permissions, which is what specifically can or cannot be done. So like if we're going to use the um, the mental model of a blog and a blog has posts and a post has authors. So like a permission would be, can I create a post or can I delete a post? Things, things like that, very specific things. Uh, they don't necessarily have to be tied to a database resource either. So a permission might be, can I see this entire feature in the application or um, something along those lines? So they, they can be really high level or they can be very, you know, model slash policy specific things like that. Yeah, I noticed you didn't make a food pun with yours. So persimmons like i i think roll is an easier <laughs> okay <laughs> an easier fun to make than permissions but all right po point taken so so and in general you apply um permissions to roles right. uh you 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 can say that this role may be um you know a blog author role has um the permission to create posts and to edit posts and to delete posts and, you know, I should kind of take a quick aside, you know, you don't, you're not just saying because they have edit post permission, they can edit every post. You'd probably right. mix, yep. you'd mix this technology with, you know, policy. So you, mm -hmm. you would want to check, do they have permission to even edit posts? And then do they have a form of ownership of this post Correct. that they yep. can do it to this thing? But anyway, yeah. can I, can I put an aside on your aside? Yeah. The, one of the things I like about the Laravel permissions package is it actually builds on top of gates. So it's, it's. You're, you're not doing a whole separate thing. Like you can easily mix and match these things in gates and policies where you might normally use them in Laravel without a package like that. So, but yes, your That's point true. is, is very valid that <laughs> there's more to it than just, can you do this thing or not? Yeah, and, and and that's because gates are more of a simple sort of thing, and policies yeah. are kind of a little bit more complex. Mm -hmm. um, and roles and permissions, even though they are, they can have a complex hierarchy and a collection of them. Uh, they're actually just pretty simple. Why wouldn't uh, just just to uh, I know what your answer is going to be, but why wouldn't you you assign a permission directly to a user? Why do you do it to a role? Well, you you can assign it to a user. It, the functionality exists like in this package, mm -hmm. and it's there's definitely been a few times when maybe that's something you could do for a very specific one off. Mm -hmm. um, but normally you'd have to have basically decided that all the other solutions are not the right way to do it first. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's because you, you want to, you want to apply these permissions to roles. So that way you can uh, reuse the permissions on other roles mm -hmm. and you can change and interact. And, and for example, let's just say maybe you have a sales role and in that sales role has uh, the ability to um, view sales summary data and view sales detail data. Those are two mm -hmm. permissions on that role. And later on, you just, you know, you decide, um, I want to maybe have another role or not all the users. I want to see the detail because they don't need to, they should just be selling. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, if you had assigned it to individual users, you'd have to find all the users that now have those yeah. kind of make up decisions on whether they should have them or not and alter them and whatnot. Whereas with roles, you just kind of say, all right, that role should have it or not. And if I want to assign it to other people, I'll make a, you know, two roles, sales role and sales manager role. 
Um, and those will have different, you know, collections of permissions or, or, you know, overlap or share some of the same ones. Yeah. So, I mean, really it's, it's a maintenance issue. If you start doing direct assignments of permissions to users, it very quickly gets out of hand. Whereas roles are kind of a nice grouping and easier to, to think about as you maintain the app long-term. Well, another aside I'd say on that one, you know, because we're doing a, a sides all in this episode, <laughs> okay. I guess, um, is, uh, as a programmer, you have to remember that your business users are probably going to communicate to you as permissions. They're going to say, I want, I want Joel to have this permission. Just because they say that and that's the business language <laughs> they understand doesn't mm-hmm. mean that that's the way you program it. You know, you, oh, yeah. you're responsible for programming a thing that gives them that end result. But uh, you need, you're also responsible for having a you know, quality code base and doing stuff. Uh, and on the flip side, you know, you could tell them once you've made a role for that and that, that a user has that role, but don't, don't, don't have that argument with them. It's, <laughs> it's not, you know, just say, yep, he has a permission or she has permission now to do that yep. um, as you've requested. And they, they mm-hmm. don't need to get into details. Agreed hundred percent. Yep. <laughs> so w- we've talked mostly concepts and how to assign roles and permissions, but like the flip side of this is how do we check them? Any, any tips and tricks on, strategies for doing that effectively? Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to kind of go way back before this topic okay. and real touch on authentication real quick. Mm-hmm. It can be really easy to, when you're first starting something, just say, well, all users can do this thing. So I'll just check for an authenticated user. And if the user is authenticated, then they can do this thing. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of caveats and that's like a whole different discussion <laughs> on why that's a bad idea, but really just you know, we're going to do authorization and then authorization really is checking a permission to do something. Um, and so we want to check our permission level details on, on something. So we want to check to see if this user authenticated or not, or whatever has this permission. The reason I brought up authentication is checking for a user or not is because it's also easy to fall into the trap of maybe I'll just check for the role. Like if, mm. if you're a role of salesperson, you, you obviously have all access to this. And I'd say that's not true. And that's going to cause you some issues. Again, if you're programming on that role, that bucket of stuff, because uh, what if uh, roles change or what if, um, you know, permissions for a role change? So you're, you're saying like salespeople used to be able to see our, you know, salespeople used to be able to make support entries uh, in our, in our FAQ. Um, so we gave them permission on that role. If, a, if, a, if you've a role of support, or a role of sales, you can edit FAQs, right? Yep. Well, maybe now we only want certain salespeople, the sales manager. So now we have to go back and you know edit that code every single place to find that sales role and change it to you know sales manager role. Whereas if we had checked permission for mm-hmm. you know can create um, FAQ in our one place where we define where permissions are you know um, managed. We would just make a different role and assign that to the proper people and just kind of move stuff around there, one place, and that works perfectly. I've I've definitely learned that one the hard way. It's it's tempting to to think in roles, um, especially when that's how you're creating the permissions. But like you said, checking the permissions is much much easier to maintain than checking roles all over the place. When we're checking for um, uh, permissions, I want to make it also clear that we're checking for a permission. We're checking mm-hmm. for permission to do a thing. Mm-hmm. We're not um, checking that someone can't do a thing. Usually in these packages, they allow, um, they have like, you know, allows or denies or things like that. Right. Um, yeah. But I, I would say it's one of those things where we want to kind of develop uh, an allow list 
by default, everyone has no permission or they have, they can't do anything. And you only then uh, allow people to do stuff. So check for permission versus saying, you know, I, I allow everyone in here and I just won't show the button. Um, <laughs> if I've set them up with a permission that says, do not edit things. Oh you, you just, yeah. You, you want to have an allow sort of list, I guess is what I'm, what I'm trying to say there. Yeah. I, I think that's, uh, I mean, that's kind of a, a policy that, Another thing that we've learned the hard way is like do, sometimes it feels like checking for a denial makes more sense. It's more explicit, but it, you get into some weird circumstances trying to re- juggle that logic. And and that's where security mistakes can happen, too, is if, if you mm-hmm. don't properly layer in your mind the allows versus denies, whereas if you just have one structured way of doing it, you don't have to do as much mental gymnastics to keep track of it. Yeah. Something else that uh, we found useful for roles and permissions is uh, something that's also called feature flags, which is basically, let's say you're developing a new feature and it's experimental, or it's not something you're quite ready to release to the world, but you want to get it out to a subset of your users and maybe even in the production environment. So a feature flag would allow you to toggle it on or off. And if you couple that idea with roles and permissions, it, it lets you toggle a feature on for just a specific set of users while you're in that testing mode. Yeah, and that's where you know, like like we talked about, you could have a role for that, or mm-hmm. in very small, very segmented situations, you could then add that permission directly to a user or two. That is, you know, there's nothing special about them except for you just happen to know them, um, and they said that they would test this thing out for you, and you have a good relationship with them or something. So, yeah, yeah and, and I would add that if you're developing a, a roles and permission system, and then you need feature flags, you know, this is a way to do that. It's it's really nice. Um, if you make your mind think of that direction, mm-hmm. there are other services and things out there that are for like more complex feature flags, sure, but we're yeah. talking about, you know, just like the very first level here. Like there's no, there's no A and B testing with this. Right. There's no, right. you know, yeah. um, reports when you're done or anything like that. But uh, mm-hmm. sometimes you just, uh, you have to push something out and, and and maybe you just kind of put a permission there instead of a bunch of if statements all over, do you have to, yep. re- you know, remove, it could be as simple as just making one change and, uh, and giving that permission than to every single user. And then later on, you can start to remove those permission checks because they're no longer necessary. Yeah, yeah, really useful approach. Joel, why do you think that aliens don't contact us if they exist? <laughs> Wait a second, what? They haven't? Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but like, if there is aliens... Mm-hmm. Are there any reasons you could think why maybe they would just hold off on, on uh, showing up and saying hi? Um, so they they have access to our social media, and <laughs> would that be part of their determination? It could be. Okay, that could be a reason. You know, uh, these guys seem a little mm, iffy. Well, they're probably seeing people that are tweeting with stuff like like bull in a china shop. It's like no, it's bull <laughs> b u l l. What? Or uh, like all intensive purposes. Oh wow! Like, no, it's all intents and purposes. Or a scapegoat. That was the one I heard the other day. <laughs> okay. I'm like, no, it's not an escape goat. It's a scapegoat. So I think, yeah, if they have access to Twitter, they probably <laughs> are like, nope, um, they're too de-evolved yet. Twitter, or maybe like ninth grade English essays, like <laughs> things like that. <laughs> Or, or, or Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. So we get super proud, especially in America, about Independence Day. 
yet if you watch that movie all we do is kill aliens yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> there's tons of movies where all we do is kill aliens mm-hmm. um even some of our video games it's like ah oh, there's some aliens let's just destroy them and and then i think the probably the more realistic thing would be i mean and realistic in this topic is that okay. maybe like like you said maybe they have but uh, every time they try to contact us anyone who brings it up we label as sort of crazy um, right. and you know they're like well we have giant spaceships so we have to land in you know nevada and utah and uh where there's no people because because we're really trying not to destroy your towns like in all your movies um <laughs> it's a courtesy like, really yeah yeah and, and it's like well why did you know one guy out in a trailer in nevada uh is the, the one that they chose to talk to well they are probably surprised too like where is everybody i guess we'll talk to billy bob if you need help developing a permission system that's both secure but flexible, we can help. Head over to our website at nocompromises.io and book a free consultation call. 